is a Rocco Public Radio, your favorite X-Men chat show, celebrating two years with a new format and the launch of our Oktoberfest, an episode every single day for the month of October. Today's review, The Astonishing Iceman number 2, written by Steve Orlando, drawn by Vincenzo Caratu, opens with a flashback to young Bobby Drake defending a date and uh, revealing his powers, which causes the whole town to turn on his family. In the present day, the elements of death are attacking the town on the orders of Orcus, pretending... Uh, to represent the Sapien League. Bobby shows up despite the town being haters, even in the present day, visits the mayor, who happens to be Rocky Beasley, the bully from that date all those years ago. He proves to the mayor that the bad guys work for Orcus, and then defeats the ringleader Helium by dragging him into space where he dissipates. Uh, he hugs his mom, who reassures him she's proud of him before he loses his form again, dissipates into the air. Orcus reveals, however, that now... Now they can trace his water vapor uh, molecules and are sending Mr. Clean to get him. So I'm always a sucker for when they, for the deep pulls or semi-deep pulls that are like repurposing stuff from a single issue from way back or whatever. Uh, especially if it's like super specific ancient scenes. So the Judy date with Rocky Beasley, that scene is a retelling from issue 44 of the original X-Men book. So it was this arc where they were doing back, a backup story, like you, the origins of the o five, the original five for like five straight issues, and Bobby showed that exact date. Uh, so I think I think it was really fun to not only like retell that that part a scene from that, but also make that dude mayor now, the yeah. like the shit heel. I thought that was really fun. That was a neat mm-hmm. neat little twist. Uh, and, and I recognized him and I recognized that scene. Like I had to look up the details, but I recognized that it had happened. I, I did not recognize Mr. Clean, but I looked him up as well. And he's also a classic, uh, classic in quotations. Uh, apparently he's from issues 395 through 398, which was the Mike Carey era. And his shtick was that he carried this big ass flamethrower. So, you know, fire villain for an ice hero. Makes yeah. sense, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I Romeo and Bobby have a really cute relationship. Like I, I think it's interesting that Bobby is so confident in Romeo would always bring him back, and Romeo clearly wants to protect uh, Bobby as much as he can. It's sweet. Bobby's got really good dialogue in here. I feel like Orlando writes like Bobby's quips well. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Bad Bobby is just Peter Parker, like if that makes yeah. sense. Like a lot of people don't get the difference in the way they quip or banter, and I feel like Orlando writes Bobby as Bobby, not as Peter Parker light. Yeah, I I think so too. Um, I first of all really really loved this issue. Um, with this issue and with issue number one, like putting those together, I still think this is probably my favorite mini uh, right now. Okay, okay. Um, but. I, I kind of was going in expecting that, so I might be biased. Uh, I think it's really fun. I think the relationship drama stuff is, you know, a fun break from the action, so to speak. And like you're saying, I think he writes Bobby just so well. Yeah. It's, a, it's you know, the flashy entrance, the flashy dialogue. It's 
because you know like you were saying it, like when people write bobby poorly it's a lot of peter parker and it's like peter as spider-man is cocky and playful and they kind of do that with bobby when they write him poorly but bobby is more like all about the flash the presentation yeah. that kind of thing and that's what makes him so much fun uh especially to me they're both juvenile and cocky in their way but it's very different and i feel like it's very easy to blur the line between the two so yeah chef's kiss when it gets done right absolutely uh i also thought it was just what a fun way to defeat like the helium villain you know like essentially making a bottle and taking him into space like that was clever i didn't really see that coming and i was like oh that was fun (laughs) i it was it was a large chunk of the book but it didn't feel like it was because of how well he wrote the banter while he was fighting him like that that fight scene was probably half the book but it was really well done it was a clever way to portray it the art was nice i i have in my notes here like we read a lot of filler we read a lot of filler minis there's i don't know if this phrase makes sense i would label this good filler like this book is not going to be important this book Mm -hmm. is not something at the end of fall of x where people are like okay i just need to know the main story what do i read no one's going to name this book in that no this but is, it justifies this is, its place anyways. Yeah. It like, uh, how do I, how would I, it's like, this is to me, this mini so far is very much like if you're ever rewatching Naruto and you're looking at a list of all the filler episodes that people can skip because half of Naruto is fillers. There's always some episodes where people are like, you can skip this, but it's really good and it's worth your time. And like, that's how I feel about this. Yeah. Uh, this mini, honestly, I think part of why I love this mini so much is it is my vindication because every single time we have an Orlando book that doesn't quite slap, I'm like, I, I promise there's good Orlando books. <laughs> I promise. I promise you. And this is this is like what I've always been talking about. So like it's the guy the guy needs to write individual heroes that he vibes with and not team books. I think that yeah. is the real takeaway is Give the I man think so too. Solo characters to just vibe with because this, this, this was fun. And I guess I, I don't know a lot about Steve Orlando's personal life or anything like that, but he's really good at writing dramatic gay relationships. It seems, yeah, because you know you have Bobby and, and Romeo here, but then you also have Midnighter and Apollo over on the DC side. Uh, two for two. I, two. I I would be shocked if it wasn't somehow tied to his real life like there's there's some he's drawing from reality to some extent for sure yeah i this this just makes me angry though about how we spent the first half of 2023 because Mm. clearly they know how to make good filler clearly there are ideas within the marvel like brain trust to tell compelling minis and instead of getting like minis focused on individual heroes today, they like doubled down on weird forced team books and flashback minis yep. to fill the first half when we were getting we were feasting on Sins of Sinister and then everything else was was garbage. They could have been giving us stuff like this. 
Yep. This is what they should fill their non-event times with. Fun explorations of their sing- of individuals from their existing teams. Yeah, fun deep dives into the lives of their mutants. And it's like, you know, not necessary because obviously he's like going and saving the day and stuff. But it's like, this is what he does on his day off from the X-Men. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's similar in like vibe that way to like Matt Fraction's Hawkeye run. Yeah. Because it was very much like this is what Hawkeye just deals with when he's not avenging. Which <laughs> and, I do love that. I love that book. Oh, yep. I have the, I have it somewhere. Uh, it's one of my favorites of all time, but uh, it, it, I think it kind of fills a similar role in expanding upon a character's background in a fun and interesting way. I think you're exactly right. I think hundred percent. So, I think we both we're both gonna score this highly. I think, but yeah, how high do we go? What is your final score, sir? I, I think I want to give it like a four or five, okay. four point five. I, I not quite a five because you know there's always room for improvement on these kind of books. But it was so much fun. It's still my favorite of the minis. Uh, four point five. I think I'm going straight four, just yeah. because because it 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 is still filler. It is still like it's not breaking new ground for me, but it is really well done. It's really well executed. I'm having a ton of fun with it. And it, it is not my favorite of the minis. I will tell you when we get to my favorite. Ooh. Will we tomorrow? We'll find out. <laughs> this has been a Rocco Public Radio. Rock can be found at Irrepressible Comics or That Nerdy Papa Bear, and Keegan can be found everywhere online as Bulk Ranger. <laughs> <laughs>